0: Hey, everybody. It's Lon Seibin, and it's time for your weekly wrap-up. And I want to begin first, as we always do, by thanking our newest supporters here on the channel. We have William Shugard, Quasi Modem, and Tony Brown, who gave via the tip jar. I want to thank everyone who has contributed to the channel this week, as well as everyone who has been contributing on an ongoing basis, as well as all of you who watch every week as well, because all of those things equal channel growth. And this week's weekly wrap-up is being sponsored by Plex, which is my favorite media streaming serving application. And the best way to describe it if you haven't heard of it before is that uh, you can take all the things that you love about Netflix and Amazon Video and everything and do that with your own media. So you can play your media through an app that's on just about every platform that is out there. And you can watch your media when you're not at home because your plex server which is running on a pc or a nas device or on a an nvidia shield even uh, can make the video smaller compress it on the fly so you can watch it anywhere in the world you have offline viewing capabilities and a whole bunch of other stuff and there's a lot of features that get unlocked when you subscribe to the plex pass which is uh, something you can find at lon.tv slash PlexPass, and that will give you uh, these features like DVR, uh, Plex Cloud Servers, Mobile Sync for offline viewing. Uh, all the apps will be available to you for free if you are a Plex Pass subscriber. You get early access to new features and a whole lot more. We've covered Plex a lot here on the channel, so I'll also put a link to uh, some of the videos that I've made about it so you can learn more about the product, but all in a really good way to serve up your media, and you can try it absolutely free before subscribing to the Plex Pass. So let's take a look at the week in review, on the Extras channel I had two unboxings uploaded along with a correction which I'll talk about in a second. And then on the main channel, we posted the uh, USB docking station video about how to choose the right dock for your particular computer. Uh, This was sponsored by Kensington, but the information is relevant across all brands. It's a very confusing time right now, especially for uh, those of you with USB Type-C connectors on your computer. Uh, So hopefully that video helped to uh, demystify some of it for you. Uh, We did the review of the TerraMaster F2 420 NAS device. We also looked at how Plex runs on the xbox and compared that to the nvidia shield tv i did that comparison about a week or two ago and a lot of people were wondering why i didn't cover plex and i figured it really deserved its own video just because the other one was running so long and it looks like a lot of you have uh, enjoyed that video the views on that are pretty good I also told you about my weight loss story, how I lost about 35 or 40 pounds and how I am uh, currently keeping it off thanks to all the technology that I have here in the house to track my attributes as I uh, go throughout the day and week. So uh, check that video out. It is sponsored by Nokia Health, but again, something here I think for everybody insofar as uh, good information about uh, how I was able to drop a bunch of pounds and keep it off. I also wanted to talk a little bit about this TerraMaster NAS device that I reviewed I don't think it's a very good consumer product. There are better options out there, especially given that uh, Synology and WD and QNAP just have much more robust software offerings for uh, people. But uh, this one looks like it does have some things that might appeal to people that like to tinker and hack into their devices. One of the things that I noted as a bit sloppy inside of the computer was the fact that they uh, actually glued in a USB stick that it uses to boot up for the first time. And uh, some folks wrote in and said that you can actually that USB stick out and pop in something else and boot it into a different operating system. And there's even a header on the motherboard to attach up a display. So this might actually have a little more value, I think, perhaps to uh, those of you who are really into taking stuff apart and hacking around with it. Uh, on the correction front, uh, one of the things that I incorrectly stated in the review was that this did not have upgradable RAM. It does, in fact, have a RAM slot on it. I missed it somehow when I took it apart. I think I was distracted by the glued-in uh, a USB stick on it. But on the bottom of the device, which you can see right here, uh, there is a spot where you can stick in uh, additional RAM. I think you can bring it up to eight gigabytes. So I did uh, miss that, but I think the rest of the review is accurate for uh, what this product can and can't do. And again, I think it's not well suited for consumers, but those of you that like to mess around with stuff uh, might like to play with this one. And now it's time for a couple of things that are on my mind. And this is week 48 of me doing this as a full-time occupation. We're almost to the year mark here. It's pretty exciting to... Uh, still be in business after a year of taking the plunge here, so that's a good sign. And I wanted to give you an update on the Falcon Heavy launch. And as it turns out, uh, it is launching, at least at the moment, tomorrow, which is February 6th. And I didn't see this on my calendar the other day, but I have a meeting the evening of February 5th for my Board of Education responsibilities, and I have a budget vote to take that night, so I can't go, uh, at least for the Tuesday mark. But if the launch does get pushed back, which I would expect it probably might, given this is a first launch of an experiment, rocket, uh, then I will try to get down there. My wife is going to kill me because it might be one of those things where I'm like, hey, I'm out of here tomorrow morning, but um, I'm hoping to get down there to see it because it will be something uh, I think that will be uh, quite a scene. So I will keep you posted on that. I think what I'm going to do, though, is that if I can't get down, uh, I might go live when this thing goes live uh, and do a little commentary while we all watch together. So uh, make sure you got that notification bell indicated. So if I do go live with this, you can Uh, Follow along with me as I watch it from afar. But if anything uh, changes, I'll try to get down there and see it for real. Had a lot of great feedback from you last week about Toy Fair. A bunch of you would like to see me go, so I think I'm going to do that. It's on a weekend, so it's not going to impact the Uh, workflow too much. And I've got a friend who's able to join me to help with the camera. So uh, we are accredited and ready to go. So I think we're going to head down there for uh, that weekend and check out what's happening at Toy Fair, New York. And now it's time for some news. And I found this story in Ars Technica that I thought you all might enjoy. This is about Uh, The current issues surrounding trying to buy high-end graphics cards. All the crypto miners are grabbing up all the NVIDIA 1080s and the other high-end cards on the market, making it very difficult for other consumers and a lot of gamers to get their hands on GPUs. And uh, this has hit sort of close to home because uh, Corey, who works for us here in the studio as the assistant producer, is... Uh, In the midst of putting together parts for a gaming computer, and he spent a lot of time trying to get the right price on the GTX 1080 that he wanted to buy for his new PC. I believe he did find one. I'm not sure if he paid above retail or not, but they are very difficult to find. It took him weeks to get one at a price he found reasonable. Uh, so I just wanted to share this article with you because this crypto thing is really having an impact in uh, hardware availability. What's also cool about the article is it talks about uh, how some of these rigs are set up too, which I hadn't really spent a lot of time thinking about. So uh, really good read. You might want to check it out and uh, let me know what your uh, issues have been trying to acquire graphics cards. Incidentally, when all of his parts come in, I think we are going to build it live and I am not the best PC builder, so you can come in and ridicule me as I do it. But uh, nonetheless, it will be fun to uh, put another gaming piece together. I'll let you know when uh, that stream is going to happen. And now it's time for some Q&A from you, the viewers, and I wanted to uh, bring up some issues related to sponsored posts and some feedback that I got from all of you on that. And uh, this was an unusual week because we did have two sponsored posts going on this week, which is not what I like to do. I like to have no more than one per week, but uh, the timing on the Kensington thing and the Nokia thing just required me to get both up uh, this week. So the Kensington one posted on Tuesday and the Nokia one posted up on Sunday. And uh, for a lot of viewers, you often don't see my sponsored posts because YouTube's algorithm, for whatever reason, doesn't think you're going to want to watch it. It's not that it's sponsored, but it just might not be in a product category that you want. So uh, every time I post the sponsored video, there are always a few viewers who write in saying, hey, this is like this is the first sponsored video I've seen you do, but I have actually been doing them for uh, two or three years now. And my uh, overall gut on this stuff is that I don't want these to be sales pitches. I want them to be for products that I'm comfortable recommending to people, first and foremost. I always review them first without being compensated to make sure that it's something that Uh, the viewers will find uh, useful and acceptable and not something that is going to disappoint people. That's my uh, primary objective with these things. But the other thing is I like to add some value to the mix too and make it beyond just a sales pitch where we actually go in and uh, try to add some value to some stuff. I think the Kensington videos will be doing that as I explain how USB technology works Uh, We're going to have one of those each week for the next uh, three weeks, actually, so just be prepared for that. Uh, And then with the Nokia thing, you know, I had a very good, relevant story here, and I have actually been using Nokia products to uh, track my weight loss and keep it off over the last couple of months, and they've made that process a little easier for me, so that was something, again, I was very uh, comfortable doing. But I I wanted to direct your attention to this video that I did a while ago. Uh, This was an interview I did with um, an attorney who works in this area of Uh, vlogging or blogging and product endorsements. He's an expert in the FTC requirements. And uh, we had a really good talk, and that really helped me decide how to best uh, present things to you. Because one of the disadvantages that I have here as is is essentially a sole proprietor of a media operation is that I don't have the luxury of having a sales department and a big wall up between editorial and sales. And uh, as such, you, know, you have to really figure out uh, how do you separate those things. And in many cases, it's hard to do that because I do have to uh, sign the contracts for all the advertising stuff that goes on on the channel here. And my take on this has been just to be fully upfront and transparent so that you, the viewer, can decide whether or not you should listen to me. If you think that uh, I am not giving you the right information, then don't watch the video. But I'm giving you exactly what my relationship is with these companies. And uh, in every case, I'm telling you whether or not they had some role in Uh, What you saw appear before your eyes and one of the things that Jay Stein here wrote about the other day was that um, because my Plex sponsorships are something that aren't reviewed ahead of time. He was surprised to see a, a sponsor reviewing something ahead of time, but uh, just like that example I cited earlier where YouTube is not always putting these videos in front of viewers. Well, uh, most of the sponsored videos I do require the brand to look at it first just because they're paying for the video and I think they want to make sure, uh, first of all, that it's accurate and secondly, that uh, it's in line with whatever their uh, objectives are in promoting the product. Now, having said that, Um, I have not yet had a brand tell me to take something out that was an opinion of mine, and I think that might be an area where I would have some pushback with them. If I maybe mention something that isn't so great about the product, I would not want them to force me to take it out, and that might... Uh, maybe lead to not having that video get posted at all or some other uh, discussion that happens. But uh, generally, the brand's been very good about what I've been doing because I explained to them up front that, look, I'm not going to sit here and pitch your product. I'm going to go through uh, some content that is relevant to your product and how I might use your product in that context. And I think the value that an influencer, if you want to call me that, uh, provides is that we can you know, bridge those gaps and Uh, give them something I think that is more valuable than just a straight up person pitching their product to people. So that's my take on it. I wanted to get your thoughts on it as well, so definitely let me know down in the comments section. Uh, Unfortunately, to keep growing the business, you know, sponsorships are a fact of life. I'd like for it to some point uh, have enough maybe YouTube revenue coming in that I don't have to take as many of these sponsorships, but uh, for the time being that's where we're going to be at, and I am going to be very careful about uh, spacing these things out so that we don't fill this thing up with the green thumbnails, which by the way Uh, is another way to know when a video is sponsored. If I'm doing a video for a company, uh, you'll see that green thumbnail, and that will uh, indicate to you that that is a sponsored video. Now, this next set of questions is actually a bunch of responses to the question of the week of last week, uh, which was about virtual reality. I've noticed on my channel that I don't get a lot of viewership for videos that are about VR. Usually, over time, my videos collect a lot of search traffic from consumers looking for stuff and I just don't see a lot of traffic on virtual reality-related products. And I was very enthusiastic about VR, and to some degree I still am. And I just can't figure out what the issue is with consumers. And all of you wrote in uh, with some very good responses to that as to why you're not all that excited about it. In fact, there's a lot more where this came from. So if you go to... Uh, last week's video, you can see a whole bunch more responses that uh, you all sent in. And it looks like, you know what, it's like a gee whiz kind of thing that really doesn't have a purpose just yet, which has really been uh, what I've been sensing out there. And I, I think it was great to hear from all of you about where you think it is. And that certainly guides my uh, content strategy here a little bit as well. And I, I think why I'm so excited about VR was because Uh, I lived through the 90s hype about virtual reality. There was movies like uh, The Lawnmower Man and all these other cyberpunk adventures where you you could live in this virtual world and have this headset on and and transport yourself someplace else. And uh, we never lived up to that. And my local mall, there was one of these virtuality stations set up where you could pay a couple of bucks and... Uh, put on these huge headsets and try to do some virtual reality stuff but the reality was it was terrible Uh, it was terrible in reality and terrible in virtual reality and i think this really uh, blew up the industry for some time because it just was not convincing the computer computing horsepower just wasn't there uh, to make it work for anybody and i could not believe how bad it was when i finally got to try this and i was really disappointed with it and uh, there's a great article that i found about this as well here that you can read up about Uh, how uh, things really were doomed uh, back in the 90s when they were trying to make this into a thing. And you know what? When I tried the um, the HTC Vive for the first time, I was totally blown away by it. And the first thing that came into my head as I was playing with it at PAX East about two or three years ago, in fact, I got a video of it so you can see my first reaction to it, Um, I really felt like this is what it was supposed to be like. It's that good, and uh, that's what kills me is that there just hasn't been a consumer response to this in such a way that uh, really gets people to appreciate it. I have people over here all the time. Uh, They all try it out. They all love it, but there's no, like, desire to come back and try it again, which is really interesting, and very few people that I know actually bought one. Maybe they think they can just come over here and try it at some point. I think the biggest issues are, of course, the size of the headsets, uh in my case you're tethered to a huge desktop power uh, tower pc uh, there are some wireless solutions coming out in the near future i do get a little eye strain if i'm using it for too long so that's been a bit of an issue as well so we'll see where it goes i think i think everyone's thoughts on this are probably correct that uh, it's just too cumbersome and not really easily adoptable. And I was really disappointed to uh, read about that, um, that new thing called the Leap, I think it is. It was going to be this AR system that had a wide field of view, it was going to be like the groundbreaking new technology and it, the Magic Leap. Uh, And it really hasn't become that. In fact, in reading some of the early reviews that they finally allowed to be written, uh, the field of view is very narrow on it. It really isn't all that groundbreaking as they were making it out to be. And I think just like the 90s, we're kind of stuck in this uh, situation here where the hardware has reached its maturation point based on what today's technology allows for. And it looks like it might be a while uh, before we get something very thin and light that can project images right into our retinas or something. It's going to take a while, I think, for uh, this to really get to where it's going. But uh it's good little article here to put this all into context. And a sharp-eyed viewer, William Darney, wrote in about my Kensington video, and I was explaining in that video how people might be able to tell the difference between their USB 3.0 and 2.0 ports, and I pulled up this image from uh, the back of a Lenovo computer where it had two USB ports labeled as USB 2.0 ports, and two more labeled as USB 3.0 ports, and of course I was suggesting that you plug your dock into the faster USB 3.0 port to get everything working, and uh, William points out here that it appears as though, and I'll pull this question back up here so you can see it, uh, that one of those ports had the pins for uh, USB 3, and they were clearly visible here, which you can see on the uh, front of the port here, if you follow my mouse pointer there, uh, whereas the one next to it does not have those pins visible. And he suggested that that might be another thing to suggest to consumers to look for, which of course they could probably do, but this is one of those issues that I deal with here on the channel when I'm trying to explain things, and uh, I have essentially two different audiences to serve. So on one side, I've got about... Uh, 25% of my viewership coming from subscribers like all of you who are uh, tech-savvy or hoping to become more tech-savvy and know how to look for this kind of stuff. And then uh, the remaining traffic comes from people that are just searching for stuff out there who uh, don't maybe know all that much about technology but know they need a product to uh, solve a particular problem. And I have to temper my recommendations based on that. So, yes, I could say to people, yeah, go out and look and see if you've got... Uh, some pins that are visible on the back of the port here, but I think that might go beyond what a consumer might do, and uh, that's why I decided to have it uh, stick to the uh, just the silk screening here on the computer for the best recommendation. And, of course, every uh, situation might be a little bit different, but uh, by and large, I think it's safer for a general consumer with not a lot of tech knowledge to look for the silk screening and uh, not have to go in and count pins or do anything like that. But that was a good question, though, because this is something that I think about a lot when I'm doing a product review, which is how do I explain this in a way that uh, meets the needs of the subscribers who really want a lot of good detail and a lot of good technical information, uh, yet knowing we have so many people who also watch videos on the channel who have no technical knowledge or very little technical knowledge at all. And that's what I love about this job is that it's very challenging to try to thread that Uh, Needle, And I think I do okay with it, but I'd love to hear uh, some comments from all of you. Part of the reason why I launched the Extras channel is that I have a place to put more in-depth techie kind of stuff when it comes up. And sometimes I might do some follow-up videos where we dive into the techie side of it. Uh, separately here on the main channel as well. So one of the things that I would love to hear from you all moving forward is if I'm doing a video where you want to see a little bit more of a technical discussion, uh, make the recommendation because if I have a a week where it's a little slow, I might be able to get to that and uh, dive a little deeper into that particular topic. So do let me know down in the comments below. And now it's time for a Q&A for you, and I asked you a lot of stuff already this week, but I had one other question for you involving the wrap-up. Now, when I uh, shoot the video, I typically shoot it in my uh, set here, the same set I do all my product reviews from. But I do have the green screen set up on the other side of the room now permanently, and I have an easier way now of getting video from that side of the room over to this side of the room Uh, into my TriCaster for production, which means that I could probably make use of some of the virtual sets that my TriCaster has. And I uh, started doing this a while ago before I redid The Basement, but I haven't really done much with it since. And I think I might like to start mixing up the way this uh, show looks a little bit. And you can see a few examples of Uh, what I did in the past related to that, if you're curious what it might look like. So I just wanted to get your opinion of it. Should I keep doing it in this spot here or maybe mix it up a little bit and have some uh, cool virtual sets here driving the wrap-up each week? And our Channel of the Week this week is a fun one that you probably don't want to watch if you're trying to lose weight. It's called The Nacho Scout, and my friend Susie Hunter runs this Uh, We're both graduates of the University of Hartford and we were both involved in their campus television station at different times because she's a couple years younger than me. Uh, But we met through some alumni efforts there, and she mentioned she has this cool YouTube channel that she put together. And what she's been doing is traveling around the Northeast and going to different stadiums to sample some of the unique and really cool foods that they offer to fans at the games. Really fun stuff. She's also doing some of her own recipes as well. Uh, Really well put together and a channel that definitely deserves some more attention. So definitely check out the Nacho Scout, especially if you love good food when you're watching a game or two. Uh, great channel, well worth a watch. So this week on the channel, what's coming up? Well, we've got our second Kensington video, Uh, This week, we're going to be focusing on uh, their USB 3.0 dock and all the things to think about with it. Uh, USB-C and Thunderbolt will be coming up in the coming weeks, so we'll have some overviews of how those work with your particular computers. And I mentioned, I think a week ago, that I bought a Mavic Air, which came in, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. You can watch the unboxing on the Extras channel. I'm just trying to go through all the different things that it can do and put together a good list of stuff that I can... Uh, show you. So hopefully we'll have that ready to go later this week. I've been having a blast with it. Really fun drone and I am quite happy with my purchase there. And another device that I pre-ordered arrived the other day, the Analog Super NT. They were kind enough to ship mine out a little early just so I could have a shot at competing with some of the other videos that will be up about this product in the coming days. And if you haven't heard of this, uh, this is a Super Nintendo clone console, but what's unique about it is that it is driven by a field programmable gate array processor, uh, which is a chip that can be programmed to behave like other chips, and uh, their coder, uh, this guy named Kevtris, has basically recreated the entire chipset of the SNES inside one of these FPGA chips, and it provides a very good accuracy for the simulation of the Super Nintendo. Uh, This is the same technology that they used in their last product, the Analog NT Mini, which I reviewed and absolutely adore uh, because what happened is is Kevtris, the guy that wrote that firmware initially, uh, released some other firmware that basically made the NT Mini run just about every 8-bit console of the 80s, including my favorites like the Atari 2600, uh, the ColecoVision, and the Sega Master System all inside of one console and incredibly accurate, very low latency. And we'll look at uh, how the Super NT here compares at the moment there is just one console it supports but i am hopeful of course it will do more later and i'm sure this will be a product we'll be talking quite a bit about over the next couple of months so stay tuned for that review and i know a lot of you can't wait for my next printer review i'm so excited to bring you more printer reviews as you know they are kind of the bread and butter here of the channel they are the best performing videos i do here over time they don't do well initially but over time they pile on the views and I got a wide format inkjet printer in from epson through the amazon vine program the other day and i do believe a viewer or two was curious if i had reviewed any of these wide format printers and now we've got one Uh, this one will do 11 by 17 full bleed in other words it can go edge to edge on 11 by 17 paper, so I got some uh, 11 by 17 photo paper to check out how that works, and we'll have a full review of this coming up in a couple of days as well. It's a big printer, but I know how eager you are to get more printer reviews, and I am here to deliver for you, so check that one out in the coming days. Now, if you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv slash support and make a monthly or one-time contribution through my donor box page there. We also have that ongoing relationship with Plex, so if you want to get a Plex Pass, you can go to lawntv slash Plex Pass or uh, get a free account at lawntv slash Plex. We get a commission for any of the activities that you see on screen there. We have other channels to check out, of course, the Extras channel, which I mentioned earlier, the podcast, which offers audio versions of this show. And soon I might start doing some other uh, podcasty kind of stuff as well, so be on the lookout for that. My Snippets channel is a place where I pull out portions of this video and uh, make them more search-friendly, so you can check out some uh, Clippets Clippets or Snippets from other things that I have done over there. And we have the live streams up at lon.tv slash live streams. I do ask that you click that bell, so anytime I do something, you get notified as to when I uploaded it just by doing what you saw right there. A couple of clicks is all it takes. And, of course, we've got ways to engage with the channel. My email list is at lon.tv slash email. My Facebook page is at lawntv slash Facebook, and our store is at lawntv slash store. Now, if you want to find out every time I add something new to the store, you can go to lawntv slash store alert. And remember, those are items that I bought to review here on the channel, and I am now selling. So uh, that inventory changes quite a bit, and those alerts will be sent out every time something is added. So that's going to do it for this week's weekly wrap-up. Hope you all enjoyed your Super Bowl Sunday if you watched the big game. And we'll be back this week with a lot of cool new tech for you to check out. As always, please keep those questions and comments coming down in the comments section below. Until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including Gold Level supporters, the Black Eyed and Blues Music Hour podcast, Chris Allegretta, Steve Blixt, Stanley Taub and Kalyan Kumar. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to Lon.tv slash support to learn more.